The new year is here, which means it's time to start new habits and make those yearly resolutions. Mine this year was to get healthier and improve my quality of life, which is why I want to talk to you guys about Noom. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all and don't take into account each person's individual needs which in turn doesn't really set you up for success. Those workout plans you pull from the internet don't think about your individual dietary restrictions, medical issues, or other personal needs. Noom does all of that before building a tailor-made plan that works for you and your lifestyle. It doesn't try to restrict what you eat and never shames you for wanting to treat yourself. And unlike before, I feel the motivation I need to succeed and none of the frustration that came with other plans. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy wherever books are sold. Are you looking to make better, healthier choices this year? Then let me help you out by introducing you to ButcherBox. ButcherBox not only helps you treat yourself to more delicious and wholesome meals, but it takes the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat with humanely raised beef, pork, chicken, seafood, and more that's delivered straight to your door. ButcherBox partners with folks who share their high standards and truly care about how animals are raised. Plus, they're B Corps certified, which makes me feel even better about my decision to be part of the ButcherBox community. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus get, 20 per- plus get $20 off your first order. That's right. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free offer and get $20 off. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. When arrived, they found the telephone and described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning cup of murder. Friendships can change lives, and not always for the best. When two men met in prison and became friends, the lives of five young girls would be forever changed. And on October 31st, the toolbox killers took their final victim. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Lawrence Bittaker and Roy Norris both had childhoods full of neglect that manifested into a criminal history that began when they were young. Bittaker was given up for adoption because his parents didn't want children, and after spending time in the California Youth Authority, his adoptive parents disowned him. He was diagnosed with being a borderline psychopath, highly manipulative, and unable to acknowledge the consequences of his actions. In 1974, he was arrested again, but this time for assault with attempt to commit murder after a robbery gone wrong. Norris had an absent father and a drug addict mother and spent time in and out of foster homes. It was at one of these foster homes where, according to Norris, he was sexually assaulted by the family. He attempted to commit suicide at 16 and, shortly thereafter, dropped out of school and joined the U.S. Navy. After serving in Vietnam, he was honorably discharged after just one tour of duty. While in the military, he was diagnosed with severe schizoid personality. 
1969, he was arrested for his first known sexual offense. This would become the first of many. These men, who were constantly in and out of prison and in and out of trouble, met in 1977 when they were both serving time at the California Men's Colony. They became close by 1978 when they found that they shared a common interest in sexual violence. Norris told Bitteker that he derived extreme pleasure from seeing a woman frightened. Prior to meeting Norris, Bitteker had never committed any sexual crimes, but was keen to do so with his new friend. The two men began formulating a plan to rape and murder teenage girls, one from each year starting from 13 through 19, once they were out of prison. Lawrence Bitteker was the first to be released on October 15, 1978, and for a while it seemed that he turned his life around. That was until three months later when Roy Norris was released and received a letter from his former prison friend. The two met up and began their plan. They purchased a cargo van and outfitted it to fit their needs. They called it Murder Mac. From February to June of 1979, the two men picked up over 20 female hitchhikers. These girls, luckily, were simply practice runs and were returned with no issue. They developed what they believed to be the perfect routine to lure young girls into their van. In April, they found a secluded fire road that became their ideal location. Bittaker broke the lock on the gate and replaced it with one of his own. With their plan set, on June 24, 1979, they spotted 16-year-old Lucinda Lynn Schaefer. She was last seen leaving a church meeting when the men spotted her around 7.46 p.m. They tried unsuccessfully to lure her into their van before having to drag her inside. Norris then bound her arms and legs and threw her onto the bed they constructed in the back of the van. Once at their secluded location, Norris took a walk so Bitteker could have alone time with the girl, during which she was raped. When Lawrence came back, Bitteker took a walk, and the process was repeated. Lucinda asked the men if they were going to kill her, and despite their answer of no, she asked to pray before she was killed. Before she could do so, Norris attempted to strangle the girl, but had to stop after seeing the look in her eyes. He ran away and vomited in front of the car, and Bitteker took over. He strangled her until she collapsed before twisting a wire hanger around her neck with pliers. Her body was then wrapped in a plastic shower curtain and thrown over a canyon to be taken care of by the animals. They took their next victim, 18-year-old Andrea Hall, just two weeks later, who willingly got into the van to accept a ride from Lawrence Bitteker. Once she was inside of the van, the two men repeated the same monstrous attack and rape that they inflicted on their first victim. After they raped Andrea, Bitteker forced her to walk naked alongside the road, perform oral sex, and then pose for several Polaroid photos for him. Later, Bitteker asked her to give him a reason to let her live, and before she could answer, he thrust an ice pick into her ear and stomped on it until the handle broke. She was then strangled and her body thrown off a cliff. On September 3rd, they abducted two girls, Jackie Gilliam and Jacqueline Lamp, from a bus stop close to Hermosa Beach. They quickly realized that these men were taking them in the opposite direction of their destination, and Jacqueline, 
just 13, attempted to open the door and escape. Norris hit her in the head with a bag full of weights and overpowered her 15-year-old friend. These girls were kept captive for almost two days. Two days in which they were raped, forced to pose for pornographic photos, and one of the girls had her breast stabbed with an ice pick and had part of her nipple removed by pliers. After being subjected to horrible torture, they were both murdered. One via ice pick and the other beaten with a sledgehammer and strangled to death. Bittaker and Norris took their final victim, 16-year-old Shirley Ledford, on Halloween night in 1979. The young girl was hitchhiking home from a Halloween party when the men showed up and offered her a ride. She, like the girls before her, was tortured and raped before being beaten with a sledgehammer and strangled with a wire hanger. She was discarded on a random lawn in order for the men to get attention from the press. Bittaker made the decision to record her entire attack with a tape recorder, a decision that would later help to convict him of his horrible crimes. In November, Roy Norris met up with a fellow inmate and began going into graphic detail about the murder of Shirley Ledford, which, at the time, was the only body police had found. He went on to brag about their other murders, as well as the attempted abductions they made prior to the murders. The man, Joseph Jackson, consulted with his attorney who advised him to call the police, which he did. His story matched the details on a number of victims who had been reported missing, as well as a story about a woman named Robin Robeck. Robin, on September 30th, had been sprayed with mace, abducted, and raped by two men. She couldn't identify her attackers, but the story seemed to match the information police were now receiving. Robin was shown a series of mugshots, and she was able to immediately identify both men. The two men were arrested and brought into a lineup. Robin was unable to identify the men in person, but police had them on enough unrelated charges to keep them detained. They searched both of the men's apartments and found the photos, various weapons, items belonging to the missing girls, and the tape that contained Shirley's torture session. There were over 500 photos of girls, many taken without their knowledge. 60 were located and remained unharmed, but 19 were girls who had been reported missing. Norris agreed to help the police find the bodies and confessed to assisting in their murders. With the bodies now found, their charges went from rape to five counts of murder. On March 18, 1980, Roy Norris pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 45 years to life in prison. Lawrence Bittaker, on February 17, 1981, was found guilty of five counts of first-degree murder, one count of conspiracy to commit murder from when he tried to get a released inmate to kill Robin Robeck before she could testify against him, five counts of kidnapping, nine of rape, two of forcible oral copulation, one of sodomy, and three of unlawful possession of a firearm. He was sentenced to death. Both men remain in prison. The audio tape of the rape and torture of Shirley Ledford is used as desensitizing training for the FBI. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on November 1st. 
Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe and happy Halloween. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy-to-listen-to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again, and have a wonderful day. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.